I'm Dr. Vanessa Sinclair, and this is Rendering Unconscious. My guest today is Dr. Ishik Barish Fidaner, a computer scientist who writes at the blog Zizekian Analysis. Rendering Unconscious is also a book, Rendering Unconscious, Psychoanalytic Perspectives, Politics, and Poetry, from Chapart Books, 2019. For more, please visit our publisher's website, chapart.net, that's T-R-A-P-A-R-T dot net. You can support the podcast by visiting our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash V-A-N-E-S-S-A two three C-A-R-L. Your support is greatly appreciated. For more information, you can also visit my website, drvanessasinclair.net or the podcast main website, renderingunconscious.com. Org. Links to everything can be found in the text accompanying this episode. Hello, my name is Ishik Barış Fidener. I'm a computer scientist with a PhD. I've been reading Slavoj Žižek since 2007. Two years ago, I've set up a blog called Žižekian Analysis and invited other people to write there. And since then, many people have contributed to the blog. I use Žižekian Analysis to develop my ideas, and in this podcast, I'm going to read some pieces that I've written there. Now I'm going to read, there are only embodiments and authorizations. For Alain Badiou, there are two basic orientations in thought. The dominant capitalist orientation is called democratic materialism, whose axiom is, there are only bodies and languages. The subversive orientation that Badiou adopts is called materialist dialectics, whose axiom is, There are only bodies and languages, except that there are truths. But this articulation leaves out a question. How do the exceptional truths relate to the bodies' languages of the dominant order? In Badiou's book title, Being and Event, being refers to the aforementioned bodies' languages, and event refers to the exceptional place of truths. So the crucial question is about the missing link between being and event. In Less Than Nothing, Zizek points out, quote, the open question of Badiou's being and event, which is that of the link or intersection between being and event. How do we avoid the reproach that an event is a proto-religious miracle which intervenes from some transcendent beyond into the order of being? 
Due to the transcendent status given to the truths, Badiou's axiom is more appropriate for an idealist dialectics. To uphold a materialist dialectics, we need to assert and demonstrate the immanence of the truths to the bodies and languages of the dominant order. Let me approach this problem with my toolbox of signifiers. First of all, we must acknowledge that the main function of a language is to authorize an addressee. In symbolic authorization, language authorizes a supposed subject of knowing. In real authorization, a subject authorizes himself herself via the language. So we can modify the axiom by replacing languages with authorities. The new democratic materialist axiom is there are only bodies and authorities. What should be the new axiom of materialist dialectics? If we would insert truths as an additional clause, this would make them transcendent, not immanent. To assert the immanence of truths, we should recognize the processual generation of the bodies and authorities. Thus, the new axiom of materialist dialectics should be there are only embodiments and authorizations. The next step is to focus on the respective grounds of these two processes. In the premodern conception, the ground of an embodiment is nature or destiny as the big other. The modern subversion of this assumption acknowledges that there is no big other, which means that there are only particular ecosystems which do not make up a natural whole. So the modern materialist ground of embodiment is a system. In the premodern conception, the ground of an authorization is God as the other of the other. The modern subversion of this assumption acknowledges that there is no other of the other, which means that there are only particular wills, which do not come from a transcendent God. So the modern materialist ground of authorization is a will. Thus we reach the ground of authorization embodiment, which is will system. But this just gives the context of the processes. It's not yet the locus of truth. To reach the truth dimension of a symptom, we must consider the disruption of will system, which gives us desire malfunction. What disrupts a conscious will is an unconscious desire, and what disrupts a system is a malfunction. These two aspects are related through the Freudian notion of parapraxis. This is the immanent dimension of truths. This is the dimension that authorizes Lacan to say, I, the truth, am speaking, or I always speak the truth. Truth does not have an exceptional masculine status as in Badiou, and on the other hand, everything is truthful, is false. Instead, there is nothing which is not truthful, which makes truth not all, feminine. In other words, truth can only be half said. Quote, I always speak the truth, not the whole truth, because there is no way to say it all. Saying it all is literally impossible. Words fail. Yet it's true this very impossibility that the truth holds on to the real. Unquote. 
Lacan in television. Now I'm going to read spatial and combinatorial. Let me begin by taking the Deleuzian concept pair, actual, virtual, and propose an alternative concept pair, spatial, combinatorial. Actuality is spatial because it takes place in spaces, whereas virtuality is combinatorial because it consists of combinations of possibilities, clouds as Deleuze calls them. Now we can associate this pair with another pair from thermodynamics, macrostate, microstate. Macrostates include physical properties like temperature, pressure, etc., assigned to spatial regions of a system, whereas microstates include possible combinations or arrangements of molecules in a system. This also aligns with Deleuze Guattari's molar molecular. This brings us to a more general concept pair of physics, energy entropy. Energy is defined through the spatial macrostate, whereas entropy is defined through combinatorial microstates. Thus, we have redefined the Deleuzian actual virtual in thermodynamic terms. Intuitively, entropy is a loss of useful energy. The first law of thermodynamics states that the total energy is always conserved. However, useful energy is only a part of the total energy. Energy of a spatial system is useful insofar as it can be converted to other spatial forms. But some of the total energy is always inevitably and irreversibly lost. It gets off to the combinatorial realm. This loss of useful energy gives an intuitive description of entropy, which, according to the second law of thermodynamics, always increases. So we can associate our concept pair, energy-entropy, with an intuitive concept pair, useful-useless. The word energy mainly signifies the useful part of the total energy, whereas entropy signifies the useless part of the total energy. Energy that remains spatial is useful energy, whereas energy that becomes combinatorial is useless entropy. This is a quite general conception that can basically be associated with the pairs positive-negative, life-death. Thus, energy and entropy are akin to Freud's Eros and Thanatos. And Lacan's saying, Quote, every drive is virtually a death drive, unquote, means that the phenomenon of energy emerges from entropy. In other words, macrostates emerge from microstates, actuality from virtuality, the spatial from the combinatorial, the useful from the useless. This is a parallax of two perspectives. The useful emerges from a gesture of dismissing the useless, whereas the useless is Zizek's indivisible remainder that is dialectically related to the useful. I recently expressed this parallax by associating decryption with an aggressive perversity that is useful to a symbolic authority and decipherment with a sexual hysteria that appears useless but redefines use by its real authorization. These two perspectives, 
decryption, decipherment, roughly correspond to Deleuze-Gattari's concept pairs, territorialization, deterritorialization, paranoia, schizophrenia. In the discussion above, we merely described entropy intuitively as a loss of useful energy, but we haven't yet given it a proper definition. After realizing that macrostates emerge from microstates, we can define entropy as a measure of information. Entropy is related to the number of possible microstates. It's the information necessary to reconstruct the microstate. Entropy as information can be associated with the equivocity of signifiers in psychoanalysis. Since the equivocity in language expresses jouissance, we reach at another intuitive concept pair, pleasure, jouissance. Pleasure is useful energy, whereas jouissance is the loss of pleasure in useless entropy. Pleasure is the part of jouissance that can be captured and assigned to spatial zones in bodies and systems by willful authorization, whereas jouissance itself remains to be the infinity of the combinatorial, whose manifestations can be found in the unconscious desires of the bodies and the failures, bugs, glitches of the systems. Thank you for listening to Rendering Unconscious. You've just heard a talk by Ishik Barish Fidener. For more, follow him on social media at Twitter and at his blog, Zizekian Analysis, as well as in the Zizekian Analysis Facebook group. Rendering Unconscious is also a book, Rendering Unconscious, Psychoanalytic Perspectives, Politics, and Poetry, from Chapart Books, 2019. For more, please visit our publisher's website, chapart.net, that's T-R-A-P-A-R-T dot net. You can support the podcast by visiting our Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash v-a-n-e-s-s-a two three c-a-r-l your support is greatly appreciated for more information you can also visit my website drvanessasinclair.net or the podcast main website rendering unconscious Org. Links to everything can be found in the text accompanying this episode.
cautiously perceive curvature, becomes a subconsciously retreat straight line, losing sight of the visible in order to see clearly in the primordial darkness of life. Basically, no time at all. Getting close to the mystery that may or may not be so refined and elevated after all. The magnetic power of the most primal state becomes stronger as we ascend into endless abstractions. These, however, are easily shattered in front of the front. We anxiously seek civilized expressions behind the behind. We simply communicate. Thank you.